Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's time for your favorite show. The Weekend Report is on the radio. I don't know if that's the remix or what. That's the Chris Arp Skype remix. <laughs> that's I think. the Chris Arp Skype remix of the Weekend Report theme. And it is hour number two of the Weekend Report. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Tony Colombo here in studio with Andrew producing from the Dave Glover Show. And Chris Arps is practicing proper social distancing. Yes. And he is remotely connected from his home studio. How's it going there in the home studio? It's great, man. It's I never thought I'd do a radio show uh, in my underwear. <laughs> well, there. That's we too much information. Now we've painted a picture. Yes. And uh, it's perfect timing because as you're talking I have a robe on, though. (laughs) Even better. (laughs) Uh, And as I mentioned, uh, this is the beginning of the second hour. If you missed anything in the first hour of today's show, like our great talk with Dr. Randy Tobler, Doc's got such great information and insight on this coronavirus situation. So if you missed that or you want to hear it again, don't forget you can always download our podcast absolutely free. You can get the podcast in many places. I think the best place to get the podcast is the Radio.com app, which, again, is free. Download the app, and you basically have one-stop shopping for the entire radio station. You can stream the station 24-7. You can rewind live radio on the app with the Radio Rewind feature, and you can download the podcast of this and every other show on the radio station all through that app. It is really cool. So uh, if you don't have that yet, get that Radio.com app and start uh, downloading our podcast. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, Coming up a little bit later on this hour, our buddy Skip Weber is going to be here in studio with Uh us. Got a lot to talk with Skip about, so that's going to be good. And as I mentioned, joining us now on the phone is the police chief of mine and Chris's hometown, Florissant, Missouri, the biggest city in St. Louis County. So, uh... Chief Fagan, Chief Tim- Timothy Fagan, I'm sure you've got your hands full, and it's a, a busy time uh, everywhere in the country, including Florissant, so we certainly appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day to, to speak with us. How are you, Chief? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Well, great. we're hanging in there as, about as good as everybody else can do. Uh, so before we de- dive into everything coronavirus-related and how the police department is handling that, 
this is your your first year taking over the uh, chief of police, the big chair there in Florissant. I know you've been with us in Florissant for a very, very long time. Of course, uh, former Chief Lowry is now the mayor, and uh, Mayor Lowry was nice enough to join us on the show last week. Uh, coronavirus aside, how has the uh, first year on the job been uh, as the police chief of Florissant? You know, it's been really good. Uh, interesting, to say the least. Uh, some dynamics of the job that uh, are, are, were certainly different from my previous position as the assistant chief. Um, but I would say all in all, it's been a really good transition. And certainly I have the mayor to thank for much of that. I mean, obviously getting the opportunity to work closely with him for a number of years certainly put me in a good position and prepared me for what it is that I was going to face. So again, some some unexpected things I think that you don't really realize until you actually sit in this chair. Uh, But for the most part, I think it's went very well. Very good. And I want to, I have specifics to ask you about, but just in general, has the job of policing gotten different during this coronavirus time or are cops just doing what cops do, keeping people safe and watching out for bad guys? You know, I think for the most part, cops are doing what cops do, right? And we we do discuss that on a daily basis here. And, you know, we're in that unique position where much of what the rest of the country is doing, these first responders don't have the opportunity to do. With that said, certainly we have changed some operational things that we're doing um, to try to make sure that the officers and the public remain safe. But I mean, for the most part, the job of an officer um, is not going to change much. And the unique thing about this profession is that, you know, when things get really bad, that's generally speaking when people will need us the most and when they need some some things from the police officers and the, the law enforcement agencies the most. And so it's become a little interesting, but I think for the most part, the job remains the same, just some, some tweaks and some things to try to keep everyone safe. Chris, go ahead. You know, Chief, one of the places that experts are afraid of the coronavirus really exploding is in the prison and, and jail population uh, because people are in close proximity how would a jail or in your jail or in, or in prisons, how do you uh, guard against uh, coronavirus uh, spreading, but also, you know, keeping in mind the public safety? You know, so we're in a little bit of a unique situation. We have more of a holding facility than an actual jail here. And so for us, Obviously, a lot of what we do is just based on the precautions that are being put out by the CDC and the Department of Health in St. Louis County. Um, So we're very cognizant of the cleanliness of the facility, which we always are, but certainly we're taking some extra precautions to make sure that the entire area where we are encountering people that are going to be staying with us for short periods of time is certainly going to be sanitized more so than usual. Um, and so then the, the simple things that, that we try to practice, social distancing, we truly try to do that and try not to put people in any jeopardy. You know, the unique thing about us is, is again, we're a short-term facility. We're not going to hold people here for, for long. Um, and if we're going to have someone that's going to have to be in custody for a while, we're going to transfer them to the county facility. They're obviously going to have more difficult circumstances to deal with than us. But from our perspective, it really is all about trying to provide not only the correction staff that are going to interact with these folks, but the people that we're holding here. You know, we're trying to keep the facility as spotless as we can, provide all of the necessary personal protective equipment that that everyone needs to just try to remain 
um, healthy. And, you know, as you're aware, you know, oftentimes, you know, we have the potential to encounter someone that is sick and they don't realize it or they haven't been in a position to get tested. And that's the difficult thing that I think all the law enforcement agencies are, are kind of facing at this particular moment is, is that, you know, we're encountering folks that may be carrying this and not have any idea that they are, or they're calling for assistance because they're sick and they need help. So it does make things a little interesting. So, you know, trying to enact a little bit of uh, more sanitary conditions and, again, make sure that our, our staff has the personal protective equipment that's necessary to, to keep them safe and then hopefully keep the public safe as well. Talking to Florissant Police Chief Tim Fagan. Chief, I talked earlier in the show about a story that happened to me uh, at the Florissant Schnooks, actually. And it was the first time I'd heard this, and then since then I've heard it multiple times, this rumor that police are pulling people over. I, I got asked by a checker if I was driving, how much I had been driving that day, and I said, you know, I just drove in from the city, so I've been driving quite a bit, actually. And she said, are police pulling people over? Because I keep hearing that, that police are pulling people over and uh, asking them, why are you out? Are you, are, are you making them prove that they're out for a, a necessary reason? And uh, I haven't seen that. And every story I've heard about that is from somebody's coworker's cousin who has a friend who knows someone <laughs> that this happened to. So <laughs> it's always uh, yeah. it's always quite the chain. Could you shed some light on uh, the truth behind that? Are police officers randomly checking people and making sure that they are out of their home for the right reason or not? We are not. Um, you know, it's interesting. Some of this hit social media that, uh, in particular, the Florissant Police Department was issuing $2,000 citations to people. And, and certainly, we're, you know, we tried to put that to rest pretty quickly. And I think we have done that. But you know, this is is not that type of an order. You know, this order really does, you know, rely on, you know, the goodwill and the common sense of the people to follow. Um, so, you know, this was in, enacted by the, the county executive in an effort to try to, you know, flatten the curve, as they say, and to keep people safe. But from the law enforcement perspective, you know, this is a civil order. This is not a criminal order. And so this is not something where we are stopping folks and checking where they're heading and what they're doing. Um, a lot of rumors that are out there, and, and we're receiving a lot of phone calls from folks. Uh, you know, the other thing that we're receiving phone calls about is people are seeing certain businesses that they believe are not essential for for daily living and that they should or they shouldn't be open and they're wanting us to enforce that and again that is not something that the police department at this present time is being tasked with um, that is not something that the order is requiring of us or frankly anything that they want us to do so all of that is a rumor again a lot of this order is really relying on the goodwill and the common sense of the people to follow for the interest of protecting everybody's health go ahead chris Chief, personally, is there anyone in the Florissant Police Department, an officer, have they contracted uh, coronavirus? Yeah, how are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing fantastic, knock on wood, and I shouldn't even talk about it, but no, we're very fortunate <laughs> right now. We don't have anyone Good. that uh, awesome. has contracted anything. Um, 
at all. And so, you know, hopefully with, with some, some good procedures and some good luck, we're going to stay in that position. And, you know, there are some law enforcement agencies around the country that are certainly, you know, in a different circumstance in some of these states where they are really having a lot of difficulty, but we are very fortunate right now and, and we have not. And, and like I said, we're, we're really hoping that that continues. Chief, another sort of meme or rumor story that you hear about this is, you know, bad guys can be very creative. And <laughs> what about, and I think Chris was telling a, a, a story about this last week about seeing something on, on the Internet about this that, you know, a, a person's getting pulled over and as the officer's approaching, they roll down the window and they're coughing and they say, hey, I have coronavirus. You know, <laughs> are, are, are people trying to use this as a way to uh, keep police away from them when they're getting pulled you know, over? We haven't encountered that yet. We, we did have one encounter with an individual who was upset that we were we were speaking to him because he felt as if, you know, the officer shouldn't be for lack of a better term, doing their job as yeah. it relates to certain offenses because of the fact that the coronavirus was there. Um, and so we haven't had any of these false alarms or any of these folks that are, you know, purporting to have it in an effort to keep the officers away. Um, you know, we have addressed that with the officers and maybe some ways to handle that situation if it arises. But, you know, outside of that one incident where this gentleman was very upset and felt like we probably didn't need to be in touch with him or in contact with him because the virus was currently occurring in the community and he felt like, you know, that's not something we should do. Um, you know, we haven't really seen much of it. Certainly we expect that there's going to be some change with this and we expect as this evolves, there's going to be a variety of situations that we encounter. And, you know, myself and the staff, we meet twice a day at a minimum to discuss all of this because, you know, one thing that I think all of us can see is that it is legitimately changing sometimes hourly. Yeah. You know, the information just flows and it's, it's things that you are being told in the morning are different sometimes in the afternoon. And, and I think that's the most difficult part from, a management perspective is just trying to stay on top of the developing information and, you know, as the various organizations that are really in the forefront of this being tasked with, you know, coming out with some guidelines, you know, as they digest the information and push it out to us, then we're trying to do the same with our people. Again, Chief. try to keep the public safe and us. Mm -hmm. Yes. Chief, are you seeing a decrease in crime because of social distancing and because businesses are closed or are the criminals going to be criminals? You know, you're asking me all the bad questions because we're not <laughs> supposed to talk about these things. So I right, will be right. honest, we are slow right now, which is a very good thing That's for right. us. But, you know, with that said, there's also some anticipation by us that, that that is going to change. You know, we anticipate that as this continues and people start to feel some of the financial hardships that are the result of, not only the stay-at-home order, but just, you know, loss of income, those sort of things. And, and frankly, a lot of times people being confined into small spaces for an ex extended period of time. We expect that at some point we're going to see an uptick in, in our calls for service and things that it is that we're doing. But we're really fortunate right now. It, it really is kind of eerie that we have been pretty slow. Um, and certainly that's appreciated for a variety of reasons, and, and we hope that continues, but we are expecting that to change at some point here. Chief, we're talking to uh, Florissant Police Chief Tim Fagan. Just a couple minutes left. Chief, you, you touched on this a minute ago, but I just want to be clear 
on this kind of thing. I, I another illustration I I was making earlier in the show is that you know a lot of these gas stations or smaller stores you'll walk up to and there'll be a sign taped to the door that says no more than ten people are allowed in this building at, at once. And I haven't seen anybody count before they walk in, and there's not somebody standing at the door enforcing that. Uh, those types of things, the gatherings of more than ten people, and you know, if somebody's having people at their at their house or that situation, people in in a gas station, are police actively looking for those situations and trying to disperse that? Um, or is that not something that you guys have really the resources to do? We are not actively looking for it, but if we are made aware of a situation, certainly we will advise them of the order, you know, let people know what it is that they should be doing, refer them to the the website that's going to have the guidelines for the order on it. But we are not actively out pursuing these things. We are not actively out looking for that. And you you alluded to part of that, which is resources. And the other part of that is, is frankly, you know, they do not want us to do that at this present time. You know, there are some mechanisms in place through uh, county government and through the Department of Health that if, you know, we see a particular business, for instance, that is not following the order and we're sure that this is an issue that we can refer that to them and they can evaluate and decide how they are going to move forward. But really the the body that's going to enforce this at the present time is going to be, you know, the St. Louis County Department of Public Health. And, and keep in mind, a lot of what the county executive has done in, in this order relies on the goodwill and the common sense of the people. They really do have to be smart, not only for themselves, but for the greater public at hand. And so that's that's really what the, the, the gist of this order is for, is it that it's relying on people to do the right thing, for a lack of a better term. Chief, before we let you go, is there any one thing or a message that you'd like people to know from a police officer perspective as we go through this coronavirus situation? Yeah, I think patience on our part. You know, like I said, we have done some small adjustments. We're trying to maybe reach out by phone a little bit. You know, we've we've put some things out on the website to, to advise folks that the officers may not seem as friendly as they were, uh, you know, maybe a month ago. They're going to keep a little bit more distance. And, and really that is just because we want to keep these officers safe. We want to keep them working. We want to keep them on the streets protecting the residents here in the city of Florissant. And so, you know, our goal is to do a twofold thing to make sure our residents are safe, but certainly want to make sure our employees are safe. So have patience with us during this time. It's an evolving situation. And so the way that we respond to things is going to change sometimes daily, sometimes weekly. Um, but the goal for us is to continue to provide outstanding service to the residents. And we're going to continue to try to do that. But just have patience with us because we're all kind of learning this as we go along. And it's Tim Fagan, the police chief of Florissant as a Florissant citizen. I have to say thank you for everything that you guys do, coronavirus or not. And uh, we certainly appreciate all of the police officers listening and all the police officers in the area in Florissant and beyond for all your guys' hard work right now. You mentioned a website a second ago, Chief. Is there a place that people can go for information uh, regarding, you know, rules or, you know, anything like that or a, a way to contact police if they if they do need your services? 
Certainly they can always contact us, you know, here at the Florissant Police Department. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we are, you know, the city has a website. As far as information directly related to the executive order and kind of the rules behind that executive order, all of that can be found on the county government's website. I mean, they have a tremendous amount of information out there. You know, we have that website up on our board out in the front of the building here. It's a pretty long website, so I'm not going to be able to read that whole thing <laughs> to you. But if you would check the county government's website, um, they're going to have all of the information certainly related to this. Um, and you can access the county health department through their main website. So it's a good place for people to go to resource as much information as possible. Good stuff, Chief Fagan, thank you so much for your time today, and I hope we get a chance to talk to you again real soon. Absolutely. Thank you guys very much. Thanks, Appreciate Chief. all the support, as always. You bet. Take Thanks care. a lot. Bye-bye. All right, we have got to take another break. Skip Weber has arrived, so we're going to talk to him. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. FM Talk, that music, coronavirus or not, yes. means that Skip Weber is Nor- in the building. Normally it means we're about ready to have a lot of fun. But <laughs> we're I- still going to have fun. I'm just glad that I get the... Uh- that I get the victory for being the only person that shows up. <laughs> yeah, because no. I checked it double. I checked and double checked. Nowhere does it say that the that the um, yeah they weird new challenge that yeah. weird new news challenge has been canceled. That's right. All exactly. the other sports Stupid. have been. They all been. So we're still on. And so since I'm the only person that showed up, I read the rules of <laughs> forfeitures. If one person shows up, that person gets the win. Right. I think there's a rule on there in case of emergencies that no. Uh, no, that, it, that, that was it. you're looking at the NHL and NBA. There is none for the uh, weird news. Yeah, challenge. you know, I just got we got a lot of pressure. All the other major sports yeah. shut down. Homeland Security has designated the weird news challenge as an essential as part essential. of life. <laughs> and uh, I, that's Skip, why you're I'm leading here. by double digit wins. My God, Chris. If the people that are trying to catch me should be brave enough to show up and play, then because we're not shut down. He's he's very it's comfortable the, in his underwear in his basement right now. Easy, exactly, but I have a robe on. He's it's the easiest this. I've ever parked in this building. Oh no, kidding! <laughs> yeah, you could park. You could you could park across uh, spots in yeah. that garage right now, and nobody would even notice. Actually, the place I always park was taken. Really? And everything around it was full. I don't know. I, but usually there's one spot that for visitors, and that was taken. That's funny. That's <laughs> so. funny. I like seeing that because, you know, there's nobody here, including most of the managers. So all the reserve spots, yeah. like people like us are just parking in the, that's, that's where in the, I in the reserve yeah. management spots yeah. with somebody yeah. else's name on the placard, <laughs> and we're just parking. So, yeah, uh, Skip Weber is here in the studio with us. Andrew and I finally got a little bit of company. Chris Arps is practicing proper social distancing yes. and is broadcasting in his robe and underwear from his yes. basement today. Um, and we've had a great show, a lot of really good information. If you missed anything, make sure you download the podcast, which is free. 
You can get the podcast in a lot of different places. The Radio.com app is my favorite place to get it. And we talked to Dr. Randy Tobler in the first hour of today's show. Got a lot of great insight from him and just wrapped up an interview with the police chief of Florissant, Tim Fagan. And got some really good information and insight from uh, the chief as well. Um, I told you, and he had heard those those rumors. Skip, I, I don't know if you if you've heard this, but I've I've come across this several times that there's this rumor out there that police are just pulling people over randomly and making sure that they are out for an essential reason, basically harassing them and saying, "Hey, why are you out? What are you? Where are you going? You know, where do you?" So and you say you've heard that? Did did, did the police chief? Debunk that because I have it. seen none of that. Yeah, he debunked no, it thoroughly. And also, I'm on the board for the local St. Louis Auto Dealers Association, mm-hmm. and we work very closely with Sam Page's office, with the police departments, with the health departments. I mean, we've been in communication with them. Our attorneys have been in communication with them. We hit, we get uh, daily updates. The board does, and then we disseminate it out to all the dealers. And we have been told that there that that is not. That should not be happening is not happening. Um, yeah, you no, know. Chief Fagan said that that is not happening. He's he has also heard those rumors. He said that there was a rumor about f- fluorescent police issuing what do you say, Chris? Two thousand dollars citations. Yeah, two thousand dollars. Yeah, two thousand dollars citations for people that are caught out. You know, you, you always hear, and these. that's just not true. You always hear these. I yeah. mean, I remember growing up being told, "Oh, if you if you're 15 miles per hour over the speed limit, you're spending a night in jail. So if you're going to speed, don't go 15 miles an hour." I mean, that wasn't true. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, you know. Yeah. And so, Skip, uh, that was true for black people though. It's <laughs> going through Jennings. <laughs> I'm not sure if 15 <laughs> miles an hour was even in there, uh, Chris. Sorry about that, but no. But I've I've also heard a lot of rumors about uh, undercover state policemen oh. going in and seeing if people are open, which is which I have not seen yeah, any actual Chief facts on that. Yeah, debunked that so. as well. He 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 yeah. actually brought that up. I didn't even ask him. That I heard question. about that in Illinois now, though, so but I don't he, know if he's got that. He brought that up about across. how people were saying that police were looking, going into different various businesses and making sure they were quote unquote essential. And yeah. he said, no, none of that is happening. I also talked to, so that's the police chief of Florissant, which is the biggest city in St. Louis County. So that's a lot of people. And then I also talked to the sheriff of Jefferson County. Uh, Dave Marshak on Second Amendment Radio this week and asked him the same question and he had the same answer that this is that is not that is just yeah. a a internet rumor it is not something that police are doing and let me just tell people that are mad at people who are staying open I and mean, we've got we've got a little bit of blowback for our dealerships open and we struggle every day of whether we should stay open or not but the government says you need to. Mm. Um, the truth I, I is, I would say, especially the service department. Well, well but, but here, but but auto dealerships. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not I'm not bashing unions here when I say this, but 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 with a union shop because we have these fixed expenses, staying open and getting minimal customers and selling almost no cars, that doesn't make us money. That loses us big money. We could most places could probably close and lose less money mm-hmm. just paying some skeleton expenses. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't do anybody so any So it's good. not a greedy money grab no, to stay No, it's, it's exactly the opposite. But the truth is, uh, you know, our employees are better off working than, you know, most of them make more than what they'd make for unemployment. If I'm not open, 
I'm not paying insurance premiums for them. So uh, that that right there, and and uh, but we're told by um, you know different levels, whether it's Homeland Security National or uh, the governor's offices or local, that when they say essential, they don't just mean you can be open. They want you open. Yeah, it's like a, a pharmacist that close that closes. Oh, I, I'm I'm doing the best. No, they want you to be open for that. Mm. So please don't. If someone's designated essential and you don't think they are, I'm asking you not to slam them anyway. Um, because, like I said, there's not a lot of businesses that with skeleton crews or with no, with with minimal um, business. Business. Yeah. Now grocery stores are still busy, so good for them. But I, I don't think anybody wants grocery stores to close. But I know I know a lot of restaurateurs that are still open, and they don't expect to make money. Right. Because, you know, yes, we're curbside delivering, but how many people compared to a normal full restaurant is that going to be? It's not many. No. So I don't know. I know that next month we're getting some relief in my businesses because a lot of my vendors are going to charge me less, but they've already charged me for this month. So I'm looking at March as maybe being a, usually it's our best month of the year. It might be one of the worst months profit-wise we've ever had. Maybe, because we still got a few days and some of that stuff you don't even see till it shakes out. I'm not crying i mean we're blessed mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like i said uh um dealers are generally staying open i don't know any that have closed but you know certainly if we have covid inside of our ranks we have to close sure so yeah. uh, i don't know it's just a it's just a tricky thing so i ask everybody to please be patient and at the same time if you can afford it please try to patronize these restaurants yeah. Uh, and and yeah, we've been you know, doing that. We've yeah, been doing we, takeout from the. We've been trying to find the locally owned. Yeah, you know, one location, not chain. Not that the people at the chains. I mean, the people at the chains need right business because they're all almost all of them are independently owned exactly. by lo- someone local exactly. anyway. But yeah, we've so. been, yeah, we've been trying to do that exact thing. Yeah, I've been, I've I've got a little bit of a of a free pass on being able to eat more fast food than my wife normally likes me yeah. to because I said, hey, I'm just helping. I'm just helping the yeah. people. <laughs> I'm driving through. I'm helping. <laughs> I'm a little surprised. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was going to say, Skip, you know, you have a unique business in terms of, you know, people buying cars from you and then people need to have their vehicles serviced. But a question that I, you know, asked Tony earlier, you know, even if the president and health experts give the okay, do you think people are going to be flocking to bars and restaurants? Are they going to be flocking to the dealerships to look at cars to buy? Are they going to be wary of the coronavirus still until some more time passes, I think even pe- though they have a, a, an okay? I think people will be wary, but I think I, I, so I wouldn't say the word flock. I think that they would be, they would be busy. I mean, let me tell you something, Chris. What, how busy were restaurants before this came out? Uh-huh. Everybody knew about it. Every you know, people were already concerned, and most of them were doing okay. They yeah. were pretty decent. So for me, I'll tell you the one thing that I do want to encourage people: our our sales are are appointment only. Okay, you can't just come in and kick tires. Mm-hmm. If you okay. want us to deliver a car to you, we we can. You can. Uh, we'll that de- we'll gladly do that. But we can meet you are there. Are you the guys with the big vending? Ma- no, never mind. <laughs> no, we'll meet. You, we'll meet you there. We'll meet you at the store. I have some salespeople on hand all the time, so they can be well apart from each other. But um, there's gigantic financial relief. Most of the people that are buying cars right now, it's a, it's not zero. It's better than than I thought it would be, because what happens out of Detroit for both Chevy and Ford, you have the ability to buy a car. And then not pay for it for up, up to four to hear, months. I'm up shocked to, to hear that this. You said this might be 
one of or our worst month ever. I can't believe that it's not just automatically your worst month. No, ever. because we because we weren't shut down for the whole month. See, I'm worried about April coming in, but that's why I'm looking at our vendors being. I'm worried, much more worried about April than I am about March. Hmm. And that's I probably shouldn't say that. I mean, it's a little bit inside baseball, like like Glover likes to say. But yeah. no, here we had a month going, and it was maybe eighty percent of a usual March. And March is usually our wow. best month wow. of the year. And so we were jamming, and then it slowed down, and then it got shut off. Yeah. But there's still people, but service is still ro- rolling along, if you want to say rolling along. I mean, you know, fixing people's cars and doing maintenance is is, is essential. Um, we've had to do a few things with some personnel because it's just not enough total work, but, it, you know, there's some. And uh, we're working be- best as we can with the, with their with those folks. And, uh, you know, nobody that, that stays home uh, is losing their job on a permanent basis, believe me, because, you know, I love my staff and, and they're, they're the best out there anyway. I don't want to lose them. But... I look at what happens with if you buy a car and you don't have to pay for it for four months, that can ease a lot of burden. I mean, somebody that needs a new car anyway, that's really good. But if you've got a, say, $350 a month car payment, or let's say you've got a truck that you're paying 500 bucks a month on, and you can keep the payment the same but get into a new one, that's, yeah. what, that's what a lot of people are doing, That are, a lot of the people that are buying. Now... Both of those things, both Chevy and Ford, have restrictions on what vehicles. But if you don't get the restricted vehicle, it's, it's still like all Silverados and all F-150s. I mean, it's a ton of our. You can still go up to ninety days, so ninety days is yeah. still available. You know, so it's really, really uh, been. I think that's one of the things that both Chevrolet and Ford and my lenders that we use is really helping. You do, you don't realize that, but that that helps helps a lot. Yeah. Hey Chris, so, hold your yeah. hold your question. We're going to take a okay. break. We're going to take a break and uh and then we uh you can fire away Got and it. ask your question for Skip when we get back. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to The Weekend Report. Skip Weber in studio, Chris Arps on location from his basement and uh we got more to go. Don't go anywhere. It's 971 FM Talk. She said no one could ever Oh yeah Are you playing the air guitar, Chris? What's that? Say it again. Oh hold on. Hold on. Technical having, difficulties. We're having technical difficulties. He's on the same channel as the His, music, so I, I had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Your air guitar working over there, Chris? I couldn't hear it that time. Oh, okay. Well, then you missed your uh, you missed your big moment there, the Perry That's Woods. That's right. I, was, I thought I was going to play like all three instruments. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to the Weekend Report. That is Chris Arps. He is live from his basement, remoting in today as we practice proper social distancing. Uh, Skip Weber has joined Andrew and I here in the studio, so we do have a little bit of company. And right there before we went to break, uh, Skip was talking about some of the unique obstacles and hurdles and just operating procedures that our business owners are dealing with right now. And Chris, you had a question. so I did. I wanted to ask Skip this question as as a businessman. You know, I'm very optimistic about the recovery of this economy. Before it went down, um, we were experiencing record growth. 
And I just have this feeling that there's a lot of pent-up demand that's uh, in the economy. You see Amazon, Schnucks, Deerbergs, a lot of places, Walmart are hiring hundreds of thousands of people to try to keep up with this demand. With this demand. Skip, what's your view on that? Well, I'm surprisingly ready to answer this question, Chris, because <laughs> I have the exact same opinion as you. I think brilliant. I think that uh, this economy was awesome uh, uh, leading up to just about three or four weeks ago. I compare this a lot to 9/11, you know, where we were shut down and we were not only shut down; we were in a panic. We didn't know if we were going to get hit again. Everybody was afraid to travel. Everybody was afraid to spend any money. It's very, very similar to that, and I remember as a car dealer back the, in those days, we were selling nothing in September. It was really tough, and at the end of September, Chevrolet comes out with 0% for 60 months. It's the first time anybody's ever done that. It was amazing. It, was, it, was, it just took everybody by surprise that it was that huge, and uh, three or four days later, every other dealer, every other brand followed suit, and October was the number one, the, the largest car selling month ever. It was it was amazing. It put so much more money flowing back into the economy. It wasn't but about six or seven days after that started, you know, into October, where everything else burst open too, and uh, it just got everything flowing again. And I'm not trying to say that the auto dealers um, uh, saved anything, but they were the bellwether of that. Yeah. And I think that oftentimes they are because of how expensive that the uh, car prices are. So when those sales are good, then everything else is going to follow. And just that happens. We see that all the time. So I see the same thing happening. I think the economy before this tragedy was better than the economy in 2001. It was a decent economy, but it was still mildly recessive at the time. This is a better economy. There is... As soon as we're on the other side of this thing, I think the confidence will go back. There's nobody going to be saying, okay, are we going to get hit in by airplanes again? You know, As soon as we, we have, whether it's a, a cure for it or, or the uh, uh, high temperature makes it become tamped down, I mean, there's lots of things that could happen. Uh, as soon as that happens, I think it'll be like a light switch. Yeah, yeah, and we mentioned in the last segment that Weber Chevrolet – is open for business. Obviously, service departments are over, and you can buy cars right now. You can't just walk into the showroom. You got it's by appointment only. And, and our sales departments are only open while our service departments are. Yes, service yes. hours and sales hours are the same. So that means at, at our stores we don't have Saturday service, so we do not have Saturday sales, and we're not open late at night. There's a few people I think that have Saturday service, and if they do, they may or may not be open. You have to check with them. Right, but um. So you you touched on some of the incentives that are happening right now. I happen to know that Chris Arps is in the market for a weekend report Corvette. Well, he's looking he to buy is a in luck. show and Corvette. So what are the the, here, here's the incentives the thing. Don't right now me. at Weber Chevrolet? Here's the thing. So so Chevrolet has put out these great deals with 0% for 84 months. You go back to what I said about 9-11. Now it's 0% for 84 months. Now, it's not on everything on our lot, but it's on every Silverado. They're giving them away, Chris. Every Silverado (laughs) half-ton, every Equinox, every Trax. That's included 2020. Yeah. Now, if you you bring in the 2019s, of which we have a handful, Mm -hmm. every brand. So that includes the remaining two 2019 Corvettes I have. (laughs) <laughs> and what might be even more of an incentive to Chris and his lovely wife is we have, I think, 8 to 10 2019 Camaros. Uh, and I mm-hmm. could take, Chris, I could take your Camaro, keep your payment the same, 
and then you don't got to make that payment for four, I like to for four to months. Four months. First, yeah. One, I'd like to upgrade to the, the Corvette. Yes. And second, um, what talking. is the deal with the weekend report Corvette? Do we all share it? Me, you, and Andrew? Or what, what's yeah. the deal with, with that name? Yeah, the weekend you, yeah you buy it. Right. And then and then we share it. So one oh, of you, okay, here's how it. It go, here's how it works. One of you gets it from eight a.m. to two p.m. <laughs> the other one gets from two p.m. to ten p.m. and the third one gets from ten p.m. to eight a.m. every day. I need weekends only. I'll do the ten p. to eight a. I'm all right with that. I can't promise what it's going to look like when I give it back. Uh, yeah, no, but that is, I mean, it, that's it, a heck of a deal, though. Eighty-four months. There yeah, are for some no interest. Yeah. right now to take advantage of if you are looking for a new car. And like I said, I mean, our biggest seller is is Silverado, and our second biggest is Equinox. Yeah, and those are both included in this. So as nice as those are, I mean, and here, if the, the incentives on everything else are still great, and you can still get the thir- the the four month deferment. It's only Skip, this, how long are these? How long are this, these incentives going on? The eighty-four it's going months. How long is that? At least uh, uh, the end of March, which is just a few days. But okay. I, I'm ninety-nine percent sure they're going to extend another month. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to take to yank that away. So, right. as a matter of fact, I think the Ford incentives are a little bit weaker than Chevrolet right now. They're still very good. I think the Ford's going to get stronger into mm-hmm. April because because it just you know whatever they came up with they said oh we don't have as many 2019s and blah 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 so right. they'll, they'll get stronger I, so, I can see a good year I mean with if if we can get this coronavirus thing contained and people have been pent up all spring and summer comes and people are going to be out looking at cars I'm and telling you I wanted I, to buy cars yeah. if I, for any I just want to offer any encouragement to any restaurateurs out there I'm telling you get to mid-may Whenever this happens, I mean, it might be mid-April. I mean, we talked about they've talked about on the thing that they're going to try to do some things by June. But I'm saying by at least mid to le- end of May, I'm telling you, your business is going to be exploding. Yeah. I think yeah. people will be wa- going that. out crazy like crazy. Before we run out of time, Weber Chevrolet is not the only thing that's open <laughs> for business. The Saturday evening rock We're show. We're going to keep is rocking open for business, no matter what. Andrew and I tonight, are going to put out. Two hours. Yeah, tonight is our 49th show. And if you remember, last year in the fall, we had some technical difficulties and we had to go on and play repeats for two weeks. So that means that next week, our 50th show is also our one year anniversary. Oh, amazing. One year in the air. We just hit 1,000 followers on Facebook, which I think is great. Uh, I mean, I'm excited about it, but we will continue to provide at least two hours of entertainment every week. That's not much, in this, but it's best and we can do right now. it's now official. We've been saying it for a while, but now it has been certified <laughs> internationally yes. as the greatest music show on a talk station in, in the world. The world. The yes. Saturday yeah. evening rock show. Of course, follow on, on Facebook. Right. And, and, uh, and uh, Saturday look for evening. that hint every week. Look for the hint. The hint this week is Lights, Lights by Journey. So Good something stuff. in that song will group it into a theme. Yep. But I'm not telling what. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you're following the Saturday Evening Rock Show on Facebook. Make sure you are keeping up with everything happening at Weber Chevrolet at WeberChevrolet.com. And make sure you are getting the podcast of the Weekend Report. Every week you can get our podcast in many places. I prefer the Radio.com app. 
All of the places that you get our podcast are free. If you missed anything from today's show, go back and check it out. We talked to Dr. Randy Tobler in the first hour, got great information from him, talked to the police chief of Florissant earlier in this hour, uh, Chief Timothy Fagan, got great information from him as well. So uh, if you missed any of it, go and download that podcast and check it out. That is going to do it for this week's show for Chris Arps in his basement. Yes. And uh, producer Andrew. I am Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, everybody. Yeah, stay safe. Wash your hands. Practice proper social distancing. We'll see you back here next week on the Weekend Report. 97.1 FM Talk. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 